Who is this man? This is our focus in the season we're in, talking about Jesus. When we look in the Bible, beginning to end, Genesis to Revelation, it's all about revealing Jesus. Even in the Old Testament, when we don't see Jesus come onto the scene when he comes in the flesh until the New Testament when he's born, but he is being revealed and is in the commentary of who God is and what he's doing all the way from the beginning. And we find that here in a kind of obscure story in Exodus chapter 31. We're gonna read from that here in a moment. In fact, we're gonna spend a little bit of time, not just today, but going forward, going from this story into what God is doing in the lives of the children of Israel. To get some of that context before we read it, Exodus, the book of Exodus is all about the exodus of the Israelites out of slavery in Egypt, being ushered into the promised land. This was what they were about in the early chapters of Exodus. God chooses Moses to be a leader. Moses didn't see himself as capable. In fact, he was a stutterer, didn't speak that well, and God provided Aaron to help him out and be a spokesperson, but Moses was a humble man. That's why God chose him. It says he was the most humble man on the earth. And he became a leader of thousands upon thousands of Israelites coming out of trouble and struggle and slavery. We know some of the stories of that where Pharaoh wouldn't let the children of Israel go. And Moses kept appealing to him let my people go. God has said that this is what we're supposed to do. He wouldn't listen and God sent plagues. It got the king's attention, but he didn't still respond properly. So another one and then another one. And there was a series of plagues that got worse and worse till finally he's like, all right, we'll let them go. Then when he lets them go and the children of Israel are on their way, he then sends the army after them to kill them, to bring them back, wasn't really gonna let them go. And as they got to the Red Sea, we know the great miracle of the parting of the Red Sea. They went through on dry ground and when the enemy's armies got into that seabed, dry seabed, then the waters were released and many of them were drowned and killed. God acted on behalf of his people. It's one of the beautiful miracles that we read about in the scripture. So all these things have happened already. Now they're being led through the wilderness and they weren't always great at following the instructions that God gave. Not that much different than where we're at today. So we begin with this thought. We are in a strange land with a strange call. This is what was happening in the lives of the children of Israel. They were in a strange land with a strange call. They were called out to a promised land, to a place that they were going. Where they were wasn't their home. This speaks to me with where we're at today. We're in a strange land with a strange call. Sometimes we get to thinking too much about where we live right now as being home, and it is not. We're in a strange land. We're pilgrims passing through. And we have in our Western American interpretations of our spiritual journey become confused about what matters the most. We have a strange call to take everyone who will listen 
to who Jesus is and will accept him into their life from this life to the next life that is really our promised land. We're like the children of Israel wandering through this strange land on our way to a promised land that's secured, that's a forever land, that's perfect in every way, where we will be perfect in every way. Everything about what we can imagine is beyond our wildest dreams. It's where we're going. We have a strange call right now to let people know that, hey, this isn't where it's at. This isn't the utopia of making America the utopia of every place on earth. I love it here. Don't get me wrong about that. I love America. I love living here. I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. This is special. It's beautiful. But if we get confused about nationalism, thinking that our whole spiritual journey is to protect this land, it isn't. This is a strange land. This is not my home. And I want to have it be wonderful and beautiful, but at our mission is about taking people from here to the promised land in heaven. And that is for every nation, every tribe, every tongue on the whole face of the earth. That's why we're not just about America. We're about Mexico. We're about Canada. We're about South America. We are about Europe. We are about Afghanistan, we are about Iraq, we are about Iran, we are about Syria, we are about China, we are about Thailand. We're about every land on the globe where people are because none of us are in our home. We're all pilgrims passing through. This is a strange land and we have a strange call that let's tell everyone we possibly can. That's why we do missions globally and locally, and they're all equally important. When we have a mission, last week I should mention to you, we contributed to Convoy of Hope, helping people all around the world. Amazing work that's being done. We contributed to that. One day to feed the world. $50,000 you gave, we gave together last weekend. Fifty. Think of that. $50,000 in one effort that one day I was pleasantly like shocked like thank God this is a beautiful thing what we did together in order to help people around the world we're in a strange land with a strange call that this is all about what we do for the other not what we do for ourselves and our rights this is where the children of Israel went sideways many times they got confused about what they were doing what God wanted them to do and they wandered 40 years before they entered into their promised land because of their confusions. They always wanted something more. God was feeding them with manna from heaven, sustaining them every day, but that got old to them. They wanted Pizza Hut and something different than what they were getting. And they grumbled and complained and forgot to thank God for what he was providing. And they wandered a little bit longer. There were so many examples and situations where they would pause in the land and start worshiping other things. When Moses went up to the mountain to get the commandments of God and he brings back the Ten Commandments, they got sidetracked in the meantime and built a golden calf to worship. It's like, man, Moses is like, can't we get this right? They're in a strange land with a strange call that we're going through this land to where we're going, but people get sideways. We're in a strange land with a strange call 
and right now we're getting sideways. People are. I find myself trying to figure out the journey between Sundays, get my heart right so I can come back with you together where we can be clear-hearted, clear-minded, worship God from a pure heart, from a pure place. But in between, man, we've got divisions. We can't agree on anything. I'm trying to figure out what to do. Our, our organization, our employees are required to be vaccinated or test once a week starting the middle of October. This is a requirement. It's not attendance, this is employees. We start that and we have people that don't agree on what we should do with that. <laughs> what do we do? Like, that's, that, that's not our mission. We're all about letting people know who Jesus is and we get sidetracked by other things that we think are more important. It's all about what I want. It's all about what I think. It's all about my rights. I've got opinions I don't even know how to share because there's so many people that don't agree with what I think. I have people that I trust that are the experts in the day and other people don't trust those same people. These are some crazy days that we're in. We're in a strange land with a strange call and one thing that I feel God's saying to me is stick with the call. Stick with the call. Don't get sidetracked by all those other things. Let's stick with the call. The call is let somebody know that Jesus loves them, that he cares about them. Don't get into those arguments. Don't get into those sidetracked things. Don't get into those divisiveness issues. We need to figure out how to come together no matter what you think about all the politics of the day. We're not here for that. We're here in a strange land passing through to a homeland that is beyond our wildest dreams and we need to take everybody we can with us and let them know how much Jesus cares about them. It's a strange call but we're going to be all about that. That's what we're about right now. Well, I've preached the message before I read the scripture. So here we go. <laughs> Exodus chapter 31. The Lord said to Moses, See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, Uri, son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God. It's an interesting thing right here. This is the first man in the scriptures that is noted as being filled with the Spirit. First time that statement is made of someone. I have filled him with the Spirit of God, with ability and intelligence, with knowledge and all craftsmanship, to devise artistic designs, to work in gold, silver, and bronze, in cutting stones for setting, and in carving wood, to work in every craft. The Spirit of God blessed this man with skills. God will bless you with something special that's unique to you. When it says here, this man is filled with the Spirit of God, this is the message of today. So are you. Who is this man? He is in us by his spirit. Jesus is in you. His spirit resides in you. He's going to give you ideas. He's going to give you dreams. He's going to give you skills. And we often downplay our skills. We downplay our significance. I do it all the time. I look at other people and think, man, if I could just be like that, if I could just do that, there's so far above what I think I can do myself. I'm always selling myself short in my head and I have to stop that and ground myself back into that's not what this is about. I'm in a strange land, I have a strange call and the scriptures tell me the spirit of God is in me and if that be so, then there's some 
limits that are taken off of me. The ceiling is removed from my life of keeping me down. Now I just need to learn how to step into those gifts, those talents. What's he given me? What ideas will he give me that I've not even thought of yet? I need to figure out how to allow the spirit of God in me to be released through me. This is what he's calling this man to do. And behold, I have appointed with him Aholiab, the son of Ahisamach of the tribe of Dan. If you want a clue on how to read these names, just read them with confidence and nobody will know the difference. <laughs> and I have given to all able men ability that they may make all that I have commanded you. So here God calls a man, Bezalel, and then he gives him a partner. We can't do this alone. We have one another, that's what we're here for, look at this. We've got each other, this is awesome. You're not on your own. You feel like there's things you can't do, I do too, feel like that about me, but then I realize I get myself out of that funk and that wrong way of thinking and I realize the scriptures speak to me about what's more true, about what he's saying to me, and then I realize he gives me other people to help me, we just met one today, Demore. I'm so like falling in love with this dude. The more I get to know him, that God brought him here to be a partner with me and Sydney and their family. Others that we are doing life with, we have partners. God has given you partners. We just need to line up and find those relationships that he has in store for us. It's a great thing. We're in a strange land with a strange call that we need to step into. Take some time today to allow the dreams that you've ever had be renewed and restored. Sometimes we let things go. Things aren't what they used to be. Man, I'm working through it in my head like, when are we ever gonna get back to what we really can remember we love so much? And then I have to stop and say, wait a minute, that's not what this is. I'm in a strange land with a strange call and that hasn't changed, and now he's given new ideas. He wants to give me new dreams. He wants to give me new creativity. As he gave to Bezalel, the Spirit of God was in him, and he gave him creative uh, skills as an artisan, skills to craft, skills to think of things that he could do to put together the most beautiful tabernacle. God called him through Moses to build a tent of meeting, a tabernacle that God's presence would show up in. And when Moses would go in to talk to God, and when priests would go in to offer sacrifices for the sins of the people, God's glory would be so there. And it was prepared by creativity. It was prepared by Dreams, it was prepared by someone that God gave skills to. He's gonna do that for you and for me right now. In this new day that we're in, it's no longer a time for us to say, I wish it was like it used to be. I don't like these days that we're in. Well, what's the choice? Like it or don't like it? It is what it is. Might as well embrace it. I'm beginning to choose a new way of thinking and say, you know what? This is an awesome day. We've been through some crazy things. Can you imagine God trusted us to go through a pandemic and that we're still here and we're fighting and we're dreaming and God wants to say, I'm gonna give you some new ideas you would have never had had you not been through this. I'm saying, God, bring it on. Give us some ideas that we've never thought of before. Show us what you want want us to do. You can do the same thing. He wants you to. 
You've been given the same opportunity. John F. Kennedy, when he was president, visited NASA in the early 60s. While touring the facility, he stopped to have a word with a janitor that was mopping the floor. When asked what it was that he did for the organization, the janitor's reply took the president by surprise. He said, well, Mr. President, I am putting a man on the moon. It so shocked President Kennedy. Here's a janitor that understands the mission of NASA and that he's a part of it. And this janitor said, here's what I'm doing. I'm here to help put a man on the moon. It struck me and that story has lived on in history as a true reality that this is what all of us can realize no matter what our position is in any organization that we're a part of. Now I think of that for the mission I'm on. I'm in a strange land with a strange call and every one of us that finds our place, now when there's somebody that's putting the cards in the seat back, the offering envelopes, or the I have decided to follow Jesus card, and somebody asked them, what are you doing? Ken say, I'm helping people get to heaven. I'm a part of putting people into heaven. Not I'm going beyond the moon. That's short-sighted for what God has called me to do. I'm helping get people to their homeland, to the place that God has prepared for them, to that nursery worker that's taking care of a child right now while we're in here. And they wonder what they're doing and why they're doing it, and they can get the picture of the vision. What I'm doing right now is helping someone connect to Jesus so that they can go to heaven too, and they can tell someone else. How many people are we putting into heaven today just by exposing ourselves to worship and to each other and to God's truth that we can get something out of it that we can take to somebody else and we can exponentially multiply the work that God has done in us we're gonna share with somebody else. How many people are we helping to get to heaven today because we know this is a strange land and I'm not here to just occupy this ground. I'm here to pass through, but in my passing through, I'm holding on to a strange call that everything I'm about is to help someone else know who Jesus is like I do. That's what I'm about. So it's not anymore about putting people down. It's about lifting people up. We understand our role. What's the dream that you have? In 1957, the year I was born, Bill Forbes, member of this church, had a dream. He pictured building a structure that was like a huge Christmas tree that you could put greenery on, you could put people in it, and you could have a choir sing. The singing Christmas tree started in 1957 here. Other churches adopted that around the country. We've done it for 63 years in a row until COVID. Now this is the second year it's not able for us to do and it's challenging. What do we do? We're in a strange land with a strange call. It's not time for us just to bemoan the moment that we're in but to say, all right, so God, what else do you want us to do? What's the new dream? What's the new vision? Now there's new dreams, new visions, there's creative Work's being done, We're, our team has already visioned putting a Christmas tree lighting ceremony out front of our building. We haven't lit up the outside during Christmas before. Now it's time to light that up. Kathy's been telling me we need to do that ever since we've been here. Sorry, now we're finally catching on. 
We're going to light it up so everybody driving by every night sees something glorious. And we can attach it to our sign and invite people to consider Jesus in his glory. That's something we can do and we don't have to worry about what we can't do. Our team got a permit at the Capitol grounds for a Sunday night where we will go to the Capitol on a Saturday night. We'll go, thank you. We'll go to the Capitol and set up with worship, singing Christmas carols, a barbecue to feed the homeless. We'll be providing coats, blankets, socks. We'll give them away to those that are there in that area as an outreach. And we'll go there to pray over the Capitol, to pray over the leaders. One of the things that I believe does not work is protests. There've been so many protests at the Capitol and they don't move the needle, they don't change anybody's mind. What will change somebody's mind is blessing, it's favor, it's saying, God, you are here to redeem this place. We're gonna go there as vessels. We are in a strange land with a strange call and we're gonna go there and say, Jesus, you love this place. Jesus, you love the people in this place. You can work in our governor's life. You can work in our legislator's life. We're gonna proclaim God's goodness over them, his favor over them. We're gonna proclaim the year of the Lord in his favor and pray that they'll come to know who Jesus is. We're not here to curse them. We're here to give them a message of love, a message that there's another place we're headed. And this is just a moment in time. It's a strange land, but we're going on to a glorious one. And we're gonna help people come to know that by blessing and not cursing by doing it the Bible way of all things. This book has a lot to say about how to live, and we're like the children of Israel where we don't get it. I don't want manna. I want something else. I want to complain. I want to protest. That's not what Jesus tells us to do. He tells us to sacrifice. He tells us to wash somebody's feet. He tells us to bless those who curse you. He says if somebody gives you evil, don't give them evil in return. Give them something good in return. He says I'm here to live as Jesus among the broken. He's calling us to live as Jesus among the broken, to tell them in word and in our deeds who Jesus is and what it's like to follow him. We're in a strange land with a strange call. It's time we step into it and do it his way, not our way. We goof it up way too much. I'm getting a sense of opportunity that we're in this strange land to do. He wants to do something great in us and through us. In 1980, my dad saw a sprawling campus with buildings that didn't exist. This ground we're on, empty field, just dirt, nothing here. And he saw something different. And here we are, almost 40 years later, this building was occupied in 1984. This campus that's blessing people for all these years. He saw, what can we do to help people spiritually? What can we do to help people intellectually so we have a school as a part of the vision? What can we do to help people physically so we have athletic fields that get used like crazy? Socially, where we can gather together, we need each other. Bezalel needed Aholiab and all the other artisans. We've gotta come together to do what we do. That vision is now a reality. I have visions that continue to stir in me. Today I see a village across the street for the homeless. I don't know if it can happen, but we're seeing it. 
visioning it, praying for it, having meetings to see if that might come about. What, we, what can we do to change the world? We're in a strange land with a strange call. We're gonna step into that to do everything we can with his glory and by his grace. I can see a prayer meeting that gathers hundreds of people every week where we pray because prayer moves the hand of God. Prayer is what brings about opening of the spirit. I can see an outreach where our team is going to bring groceries to the homeless. They do it every fourth Sunday already, only growing and doing all the more. I can see partnerships with leaders who make it possible for hundreds more to attend our school. We have room to double our attendance in our school from where we're at today. I can see that happening. I can see that picture. Why we're in a strange land with a strange call and we're gonna bring every soul we possibly can. I sat in the office where we have an area of tutoring for kids in our school. We have kids here from some pretty rough backgrounds and their hearts are so precious. And there are people there helping tutor them and help them grow. And I talked with students about where they come from and saw the incredible gratitude in their heart that they're here in this school where they never could be except somebody helped them to get here. And I only see that vision in my mind growing because another soul can be spared from trial into heaven. We're in a strange land and we have a strange call and for God's sake, we're gonna step into it with everything we've got and ask him for his creativity. Bezalel was filled with God's spirit and so are you. So are you. So am I. Being filled with the spirit is not for ministers. It's for every soul. It's for everyone. God wants to fill all of us with his spirit. The spirit of God is intended for creatives and craftsmen and servants and entrepreneurs. The spirit of God is intended for everyone. All the skill sets that are in this room God fills you up with his spirit. When God promised a full outpouring of his Holy Spirit, he didn't say it would fall on some flesh or only the flesh in full-time ministry. He said the Holy Spirit would fall on all flesh. 1 Corinthians 12, verse four, now there are varieties of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Every one of us has the same Spirit. We've got a lot of different giftings, and we need every bit of it to help get people to heaven. Joel 2, verse 28, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh, on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. That's speaking to me more. Your old men will dream. I had another birthday recently. There's a friend of mine that has the same birthday. I texted like, hey, isn't this your birthday? And they texted back, yeah, it must be yours too. And then they told me the last few years that they started counting backwards so they're a lot younger than me now. And I thought, that's a great idea. I think I might try that. Your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. Even on the male and female servants in those days, I will pour out my spirit. It's for all genders. It's for all ages. The spirit of God is 
here to fill you, to fill me, to give us creative ideas in the moment that we're in. What Bezalel had happen for him is what God wants to do for us. It was a moment in time. It was a strange land. It was a strange call. And he was called to build a glorious tabernacle for God's presence. He's calling us to build faith in the hearts of people for a glorious future where every soul who can call on the name of Jesus will come into faith and into eternal life. And our calling is to help everyone get there that we possibly can. How do we do that? That's our mission. That's what we need to be figuring out. That's the dream that we need to have in our heart. Find partners. We're not meant to walk alone. We're here to do this together. The spirit of Jesus in you will create the impossible. Mark 11, Jesus answered them and said, have faith in God. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you've received it and it will be yours. That's a statement Jesus gives. It's still hard for me to wrap my head around. It seems really out there. But then I realize I'm in a strange land with a strange call, and it seems Jesus wants me to dream. Jesus wants me to believe for things that seem impossible. The spirit of Jesus in you will create the impossible and make it possible. That's what he does, that's who he is. He's all about turning impossible things into reality. The Spirit of God is upon you. He is upon you to help the brokenhearted, to feed the hungry, to clothe the naked, to set the captive free, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. This is it. This is now. This is the moment we're in. Let's say, God, I'm all in. I want your Spirit in me. I'm asking you to give me ideas. It doesn't matter how broken you are. God's healing comes and heals the brokenness inside of you. It doesn't matter how bad your past is. The children of Israel missed the mark many times. And God said, but here, I'll give you an opportunity. Let's do this now. He's going to show us what to do from here. He'll show us how to win. He'll show us how to find the victory. He'll show us how to accomplish his eternal plan. We're in a strange land with a strange call. Thank God I'm stepping into it to say, all right, give me ideas. Show me what you want me to do. Let's do this together. We can come together in unity around that strange call and we can believe that Jesus, the spirit of God in us will create the impossible and we'll see the future be far greater than we've ever seen the past. That's who he is. That's what he does. We believe for that. Father God, we trust you in this moment for your help. Give us awareness of who you created us to be. Help us to get out of our own insecurities, our own self-defeated thinking. Help us to see the quality that you have created in us, through us. We wanna step into the place of your favor. Fill us with your spirit today. If you need his grace to cover you, just believe him for it. Just pray this, Jesus, I believe in you. I have failed, I've sinned, I ask you to forgive me. I wanna grow, I want your grace to cover me. Thank you for that, that you've redeemed me from all the mess of my life. You give me perfection, you make me perfect. I accept that of your spirit right now in me. 
and I want to follow you. I want to learn more about you. Help me to follow you in every way and give me your thoughts and your ideas in Jesus' name.